Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I'm doing it to you again. We're going to do a two-part episode because the volume and the value of this particular concept, I think, just warrants at least two parts. It might even warrant three parts, but I'm going to try to see if we can get it done in two parts, brothers, because really what we're talking about is one of the most fundamental parts or facets of living the alpha lifestyle of walking the alpha path. Because what we're talking about, here's the thing, and this is what is so amazing to me, is that I sometimes tell this story to my students, and it's it's that if the leaders of all, and I say the leaders, right? If we had all the leaders of the world's religions come together, like, you know how they say like, like a rabbi, a priest, and a Buddhist walk into a bar, right? Well, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like if you have all the leaders of the world's religions come together and they say, you know what, we all teach the same thing. It's kind of like in the Akashic Records, right? They're all together in the Akashic Records and they're saying, you know what? We're all teaching the same thing, but because we delivered it to different areas of the world, right? Like we've got people that are following a path. So, but we're all teaching the same thing. So because we're all teaching the same thing, let's focus on one of the things that we're all teaching. And we'll make that kind of like the premise or the backbone of that particular religion. So we have the Christ that came down and said, you know, unconditional love, like that's the thing, right? And then we had the Buddha that came down and he said, non-attachment. You know, that's the thing. Now, of course, Christ also said non-attachment, and Buddha also said unconditional love, but because they kind of said, like, this is what we're going to focus on, right? You know, Krishna said duality, and that's what we're going to get into today, right? The balancing of duality, the balancing of contrast, that's Krishna, right? That's kind of like what Hinduism focuses on, but Hinduism also talks about unconditional love and non-attachment as well. And Buddhism and Christianity also both talk about balancing dualities because all religions really talk about the same thing because all of them are the spiritual path, but they focus on one particular thing and then they say, that's our thing. But when you really look at them all, you really begin to realize that they're all teaching the same thing. And that's why in my version of the alpha way, the alpha path, is a spiritual path, I talk about the messages of each religion without, or at least trying to resist talking about the religions themselves, because I don't subscribe to any one religion, brother. I subscribe to all of the messages of all the religions, which are, as I've mentioned, unconditional love, non-attachment, balancing dualities, and other things, but all of them are things that you've heard me say. It's all cognitive mastery. It's all inner work that's done so that you live a life of freedom. And that's what we're getting into in terms of love and freedom today, because I've talked to you guys about the difference between the worldly path and the spiritual path already a couple weeks ago, right? I've introduced it in different terms, the different terms, the alpha way and the beta way, <laughs> right? Which isn't to say that one is better than the other as well. I want to make that very clear as we move forward into this episode. I want to make that very clear because I think there's an idea that either one, the alpha way is bad and the beta way is bad and the alpha way is good, right? Because we all think that we should strive to be an alpha, Right, that's our conditioning in the world, is that we all want to be alpha men, that the beta man is the weak man, right? We don't want to be the beta man. But at the same time, when I 
talk about the spiritual path versus the worldly path, and I say that the beta path is the worldly path and the alpha path is the spiritual path, some of you may resist that. Some of you may resist that and say, I don't want to be the alpha path because of the way you connote a spiritual lifestyle. So I want you guys to know that neither one of these is good or bad, right or wrong. And if that's what you think, you're allowed to think it as well, because I'm not trying to tell you what to think. But I do want you to know that that's not what I teach. I don't teach that the beta is bad or good, and I don't teach that everybody should be an alpha or shouldn't be an alpha. I simply offer an explanation into what living the alpha way is like. And if you choose it, then I have a process for you to follow, a journey that you can take that will engage you on that path, that spiritual path, that helps you stabilize, it helps you create a balance, a peace in your inner world, your cognitive mastery and your emotional ownership, so that you can walk the world, you can walk the, you can walk in form, right? You can walk through your day-to-day living in the third dimension with confidence, with confidence, with love, with freedom, and all of the things that come along with that, generosity, gratitude, and, and compassion, and so on. Because there's the spiritual path, that's the alpha way, but there is that beta way. There's the worldly path, and that's focused on the external, which is obvious, right? I think that the path is focused on the, the world is going to be called the worldly path. So the focus is on the things of the world. And this is a very quick recap because I want you guys to know that the beta is on controlling the world to bring an inner peace. And this is important for you guys to know we talk about love and freedom because when the focus is to have more money in order to feel free, generous, or grateful, then that focus is going to be on the world. It's going to say, I need to have something external, in this case money, in order to feel something internal and free. That's why we call it the beta. That's why we call it the worldly path. It's the world, the outer, that dictates the inner. The focus is on the relationship, right? I'm going to focus on the outer, the other person, in order to feel connected, loved, and important, right? To not be lonely. In order for me to have a stabilized inner peace, to not be lonely, to feel connected, I need to have someone, an outer right? Somebody other person and somebody outside of me to make me feel connected. That's the thing about the worldly path. The beta wants to control everything in the outer world in order to stabilize their inner world, their inner experience of life. That is the worldly path, the path of the control, the path of adjusting circumstance in order to flatten the experience. Basically, the beta is the blue pill, (laughs) right? Both in terms of the matrix, the movie, and in terms of life. Because when we talk about the blue pill, I'm not talking about Viagra Brothers. I'm talking about Prozac. I'm talking about flattening your emotions. It's living in a unconscious state. Most beta conditioned behavior will also include some kind of buffering or people pleasing in order to avoid feeling, in order to avoid triggering the inner experience, right? And again, I want to say this out loud so you hear me. I am not saying this is bad. Many humans have used their beta conditioned behavior, their beta conditioned mentality to make a lot of money, right? To create massive wealth, to build a lot of power for themselves, a lot of status, and you don't have to have a bunch of sex. You know, all the things that they say an alpha male should have, money, power, and sex. Of course, you all know that I am not in agreement with that statement, that I am redefining the alpha to mean a completely different lifestyle. But what I am referring to here is that fear, scarcity, greed, emotional detachment, avoidance, manipulation, all the things that are the T, F, and A lines of the beta condition, right? We look at the model of alignment of our unintentional model, Right, that's what's in there. Fear, scarcity, greed, avoidance, manipulation. You know, these lines, these parts of that unintentional model can be powerful forces that people use to create wealth, status, and relationships. Most people do this unconsciously and with lots of suffering, which is why in those relationships, whether they're with people or with things, there is suffering. That's why relationships have in them a lot of pain because people bring their pain to that relationship. It's not that the relationship has pain, it's that people have pain and they bring that beta condition, that unintentional 
non-cognitive mastery, right? The inability to master your cognition, they bring that to the relationship. And most people do that, like I say, so they do it unconsciously. So it creates suffering. Some people do it intentionally <laughs> using the dark side, using energy for dark purposes. And I don't want to get into that, but either way, it is the beta path. The alpha path is the spiritual path. And I'm not going to re-deliver the podcast episode that I did a couple weeks ago because I'm almost already 10 minutes into this. However, I do want to remind all of you that this path is the path of energy. It is the path of clearing out blocked and stored energy so that you can relate to the world with less distortion, with less of a filter that we call conditioning. In the academy, I call it conditioning because that's what you see the world through. You see the world through your conditioning. You have a filter of conditioning that doesn't allow you to see the world the way it is. It only allows you to see the world the way you are. So while the beta path is an outer path focusing on the things in the world, the alpha path is an internal path focusing on the things of the spirit, the things of energy. Our aim is to clear out that blocked energy, to remove the distortion, to remove the filter, so you can see the world the way it is and live the life you're meant to live. These are things like unconditional love, electromagnetic radioactive light, practicing presence and non-attachment, and of course, like today's episode, learning to balance contrast and duality. These pursuits are vastly different from those of the world. However, I have found anecdotally and working with hundreds of students at this point is that when you live the alpha path, you receive the blessing of abundance. <laughs> the reason why and how this would take the entire podcast episode to explain that by living the spiritual life, you receive the blessing of abundance. Just know that what I teach you, which is the alpha path, leads to the desires of the beta condition without the suffering that comes with that state. Because the beta condition simply desires worldly prosperity. And living an alpha lifestyle delivers to you worldly prosperity because it's the life of abundance. So you receive the desires of the beta condition without the suffering that comes with the beta condition. And whether you are unconsciously living in the matrix through the beta condition or consciously living in the matrix through the beta condition, if you are living the worldly path, and I know there are times in your life that things come up you don't understand and want to get rid of. You're trying to do it by changing your circumstance because this is the beta condition. And like I said, people do it. You can do it too. But when you live a spiritual life, an alpha life, you learn to find joy in the pain. You find joy in pain. You find joy in the discomfort. You find comfort in discomfort. You find order in chaos. You find balance in instability. And you find serenity in the most triggering times because you're grounded, because you're holding that seat of the alpha state. So no matter where you are, you're existing as a witnessing observer. Now, the reason that I've begun with all of that, <laughs> kind of like a recap, a 10-minute review, is it because today I'm going to talk about a contrast that we as alpha men aim to balance in our relationships along with unconditional love and non-attachment as a couple other deeply fundamentally spiritual practices, balancing contrast, balancing duality is one of those. This is a relationship episode. Love and freedom is a relationship episode, and I mean relationship to everything. I mean your relationship with money as well as your relationship with other people and the relationship you have with yourself. So today I want to open with another duality. However, this one I am introducing as a new type of duality, a new way of experiencing the perfection of duality. Because you see, in the past, in the recent past, October actually, I offered you guys several dualities that showed up in contrast to each other. And while I have attempted to make an effort to remain neutral, balanced, and complete, I will guide students towards certain sides of dualities while aiming to maintain balance in other dualities. This has to do with all kinds of things that are outside the scope of this podcast episode. Things like shadow work, things like facing the not-self, things like facing the dark side. If you guys remember when Luke Skywalker, when he very first met Yoda in the Dagobah system, he felt a presence coming from a certain part of the swamp. And Yoda told him that 
that area of the swamp was strong with the dark side of the force and Luke wanted to go there. He wanted to face that fear. Yoda told him, you know, you don't need your weapons. You know, Luke asked, what is out there? Yoda said, only what you take with you. That's what I'm telling you guys. It's like, that's the dark side, right? That's the shadow work. That's facing your not self. And that's another part of the podcast that has to do with those last few podcasts that were more on the contrasts of dualities having to do with abundance and scarcity and so on. For example, abundance and scarcity is a duality that I've offered you recently on this podcast. Power and shame is another, pleasure versus pain. Maybe you guys remember these. But on those podcast episodes, I did mention that I guide students toward a certain side of these dualities. It's not completely the case always. It's not like I teach abundance because there's no value in scarcity. There is a time for scarcity as well. What is observed is the way you experience scarcity. For example, (laughs) scarcity is required in sporting events. There can be only one winner. Since scarcity and abundance are mental experiences, we can experience scarcity intentionally when we compete in sports and games, which allows us to give more focus and attention to the sport or game, which is love. As you will see from this podcast episode, our focus, our attention is love. That allows us to compete when we feel scarcity, when we have the value of scarcity, where we take our attention and we focus it more strongly on Winning on competing. Pain has value as well. Emotional pain is required for growth. It is the release of blocked energy. It is the release of pain you didn't want to experience in the past, so you're experiencing it now. And this is the paradox, that you must experience pain in order to free yourself from it. And therefore, brothers, I will guide students based on where they are when they invite me on their journey. These dualities are the contrast of energy requiring an experienced navigation of the terrain. Today, I'm going to introduce a different kind of duality, as I said, because this duality is not about contrasting energy. (laughs) It's about balancing the energy of being. It's about balancing the experience of being. It's about not stepping into the void, right? It's about waking up to the totality of what is. It's not a comparison of contrast that drives a release or surrender, It is the balance of both without the attachment to either that removes the veil of fear because this isn't about healing, brother. This is about evolving. This is about expanding. This is about becoming free. Today, brothers, I'm going to talk to you about love and freedom. I'm not talking about feelings, (laughs) right? Stop right there, coach. Did you say love and freedom? Are you talking about the feeling of love, like the feeling I have for parents or my girlfriend, wife, or my kids or my pets or my friends or my job or things like that. No, I'm not talking about that, nor am I talking about the freedom that we feel when we step outside or go for a run or or the expansiveness of being in a large open field. I'm not talking about these feelings. I'm talking about a duality, an energetic duality. These are opposites to each other. In this case, love and freedom are opposites. And that may drive you crazy to think about love and freedom being opposites because sometimes when we feel free, we feel love. And sometimes when we feel love, we feel free. But the truth is, these are a polarity, my friends, masculine and feminine. These are polarities. These are opposites, energetic polarities, energetic opposites. Science and art is a polarity. The sun and the moon, these are energetic opposites. This has nothing to do with bad or good, right or wrong. Okay? Bad and good, right and wrong, these are mental opposites. These are cognitive contrasts. Right and wrong is a cognitive opposite. Okay, This has nothing to do with physicality either. It doesn't have to do with men and women. When I say masculine and feminine being polarities, being opposites, I'm not talking about men and women being opposite to each other. (laughs) Right? Obviously, I'm not talking about the actual sun, which is a star, being the opposite of the actual moon, which is a rock. These are physical energies. And they're not physical opposites. 
I'm talking about energetically, the sun and the moon are opposites, polarities. Energetically, masculine and feminine are opposites. And energetically, love and freedom are opposites. They are energetic polarities. Now, what I want you to know right away when I'm talking about these energetic dualities is that I'm not going to offer you an either-or function. That's what I did with the other dualities, right? When I said, we got to do an either-or, it's, right? it's either going to be scarcity or abundance, right? We, what are you going to choose? Is the glass half empty or is it half full? Remember, this isn't about healing. That's about healing. Choosing to see the glass as half full is about healing because you have to face the not self that's told you the glass is half empty. This is not about releasing something that's limiting to you. It's not about releasing blocked energy or limiting belief that's holding you back. That would be an either or function, right? Because it's either the energy stays blocked or it doesn't stay blocked. And while both circumstances are perfect, right? Either the energy is blocked and that's perfect or the energy is not blocked and that's perfect. One is more desirable than the other. We want to be more expanded. We want to be more free than we do restricted. So in this case, we have a duality of evolution rather than healing. This one is a function of both and. Love and freedom is a function of both and. It's not that we want either love or freedom. It's that we want both love and freedom. With this duality, we aren't aiming for either or. We're not aiming for either love or freedom. We're aiming for both love and freedom. It's a balance rather than a shift. It's the same with all energetic polarities. We want to balance masculine and feminine energy. That's why we have sacred union, <laughs> brothers. That's why we come together. That's why you as a man come together with another as a female and create a sacred union. It's a balance of energetic polarities. A masculine man will find a feminine female. A feminine male may find a more masculine female. Sometimes there are same-sex couples because of the energetic balance. You have a masculine male with a feminine male, or you have a masculine female with a feminine female. It's an energetic balance. That's the sacred union. It comes through energy. We want to balance solar and lunar energy. We want to balance thought energy and movement energy. I'm not talking about thoughts and movements. I'm talking about the experience of mental energy and physical energy. It's a balance. All of experience aims to be in balance. The reason is because we are the experiencer. We are the alpha. The way we experience energy requires balance, whereas energy itself exists in both states simultaneously. Remember, brothers, we are the experiencers. We are the witness. You are the witness of the experience. You are not the experience itself. You are the energy of the experience. And again, I know I'm talking about the spiritual path. If this doesn't make sense to you, it might be because you're thinking in form. You're thinking with the constriction of what you can see. You're thinking you're only able to process through your five senses. I want to offer you that if you decide to take up this alpha path, it's a spiritual journey and enroll in the academy, then you will experience the world, the universe, all of life, the human experience, the human existence in a much different way because the experience itself is the energy. You are experiencing the energy. You are the witness of the energy, which is the same thing as saying the soul, the self, or the alpha, right? You exist as the witness. You exist as pure awareness. If I were to say, who are you? If I were to ask you, who are you? Then the alpha responds, I am awareness, or simply I am, because I exist, right? I exist as in awareness of what is. That's what I am means. I am. I'm here. I'm existing. I'm aware. And that's what the alpha responds. The beta responds with all kinds of 
thought, <laughs> right? I am Kevin. I am an American. I am so tall and, you know, I'm a man. I'm this tall and I weigh this much. You know, I have brown hair, blue eyes. And that's all the beta. That's how the beta responds. The alpha responds as I am awareness. That's who I am. The worldly path has you believing that you are your body, your thoughts, your feelings. This attaches you to the world, to the experience itself. You are not that. You are the alpha. When you look at your body in the mirror, when you look at the reflection in the mirror, the beta will say, that's me. That's me in the mirror. The alpha will say, I, the me, am having the experience of seeing a body, right? Because I am not the body. I'm having the experience of a body. And even though this may be the body I experience, the body I am having as an alpha, it's still the body that I'm just borrowing. <laughs> I'm just using for now. Because I'm the one behind the experience, the one noticing the experience, noticing the energy and motion, cognitive motion, energetic motion, the physical motion. You are the awareness of the energy, not the energy itself. And this is an important point to bring up because this is the balance of love and freedom. This is how you balance love and freedom. I know all of you are going to ask, how, coach? As soon as I'm done expounding philosophically, all of you are going to say, okay, well, how? <laughs> right? Because that's the move. I want to know how. I want to know how to do this. Well, you do it with balance. Because you are the awareness. You need to know that you are the one that chooses. You are the one that just is aware. You know, quantum physics, quantum physics has proven this. That's why this is no longer spiritual. I know this sounds spiritual. I know this sounds wacky. Sounds wacky and invisible and woo-woo and esoteric and mystical and spiritual and out in la-la land. But brothers, like, I'm bringing you science. I'm bringing you proven, measured quantum science that is just not taught in schools because they're still teaching Newtonian physics. They're just not teaching quantum science because they think that we can't handle it. They think that we can't understand. They think that we can't handle knowing that we're living in a oneness, that we're living in an energy field of pure light. It's so wild because it's like all of the spiritual teachers of all time have been telling us this, and now quantum physics has given us this, but the education system just refuses to tell us this. It's amazing, but it's true. We are awareness. Okay, that's what we're doing. We're being aware of everything. We're being aware of all the energy. And our awareness is what takes the energy and gives it form because that's the particle wave theory of quantum physics is that before we, the observer, observes the energy, it exists in wave form. It exists in potentiality. Once we, once you, once me, once any soul, once any awareness puts that awareness on energy, that energy collapses from a wave into a particle. It becomes a thing. But it's only through the awareness. It's only through the observer. It's only through you. Do you understand? That's you. That's what you're doing. You are the awareness that collapses that wave. The wave is freedom. The particle is love. When you put your awareness on a thing, you love it and you collapse it into being. When you take your awareness away from a thing, you remove that love, you remove that attention, and it expands back into wave. It becomes free of your awareness and free of the energy that collapses it. So that's what you are. That's what you're doing. You are awareness. When you love something, you put your awareness on it. When you remove your awareness from something, you're setting it free. <laughs> and that's it, right? Podcast complete. Just kidding. I will explain this further. I know this requires further explanation, but that's kind of it. That's the end of it. Really, when we talk about this duality... You are constant. You are the constant soul, the constant awareness, the constant observer. What you choose to observe is what you're choosing to love because you're putting your attention on a thing. When you love a thing, you contract it. You collapse it. You bring it into being. That's what loving something does. Love is like gravity. 
Love contracts it. It attracts it. It collapses it. You know, it takes all the high vibrational form, all the high vibrational energy, and it brings it into, it brings it tight, it makes it tight, turns it into matter and density. It manifests. That's what manifestation is. Manifestation is the process of loving something. When we think about a thought over and over and over, when we give that thought energy, all of our attention, all of our awareness, we're loving that thought energy. And the more we love that thought energy, the more it becomes a belief and eventually it becomes a form. It becomes a thing. It becomes something that we experience in the third dimension. That's love. If we stop thinking, Thinking about it, if we stop giving it our attention, we're setting it free and we're stopping the manifestation process. We're letting it free. We're literally saying, no, I'm not choosing that anymore. I'm setting that thing free versus, yes, I'm choosing this thing. I'm loving this thing. That's why it's all overlapped, brothers. It's all interwoven. It's all overlapped and interwoven. When we say we love something, all we're saying is, I'm paying attention to it, I'm thinking about it. I'm feeling it. I'm looking at it. I'm smelling it. I'm tasting it, right? My attention is on it. My awareness is for it. When I say I'm setting something free, I'm just letting it go. I'm becoming free of it. I'm no longer putting my awareness on it. That's why when we break up, like when relationships complete, I'm about to go on to phase two here. We're about to go into part two. But when relationships complete, that's why they don't really complete immediately, right? That's why there's still love in the relationship. A relationship will complete, but there's still love there. Why? Because there's still energy there. You still think about the girl, right? You still feel for the girl. You're still giving her attention. You may not see her anymore, right? Like there may be a physical disconnect. Like you guys agree not to contact each other anymore. They're not texting, not calling, not seeing each other, but there's still thought energy. There's still emotional energy. And that emotional energy and thought energy, if you give it your attention, if you pay attention to it, then there's still love there. You're still loving that relationship. That's required. It's required to process the grief because you want to have the grief. You want to let the grief go. So you want to maintain that love while the connection slowly completes. But that's, again, brothers, this is why when we love something, we're giving it our attention. And that thing can feel it, whether it knows it or not, whether it's conscious of that attention or not. It feels the energy of our awareness. You guys know about the law of attraction. I've explained the spiritual law using scientific terms many, many times. Science has actually proven the law of attraction, and I'm not sure why it is still considered woo-woo and not taught in schools. I've said that already, guys. Like, look, outside the scope of this podcast episode to repeat the law of attraction here, but the law of attraction basically says that we attract whatever we put our awareness on. That's gravity. Love is gravity. That means that we will bring to us in our lives whatever energy we choose to give our attention to, right? So whatever we love, we're attracting spiritual energetically. When we are loving that person or that thing, we are giving them their attention. And when we give them their attention, we're attracting it to us. Now, if we give our attention to that thing and we're giving our attention to it with love or hate or anger or fear, then we're going to attract that thing through a similar vibration. But again, that's beside the point. I just want you guys to know that energetically, spiritually, Whatever you focus on, you are experiencing. You are bringing to you. I'm not talking about the emotion of love. And that's what I mean when I say that. Because you can be focusing your awareness on something that you hate, something you're afraid of, something you have anxiety around. But when you focus on the mental, emotional, or physical energy, you are loving it. And loving it is contracting. It is attracting. You can love something with love, which is always the aim, (laughs) right? We want to love things with love, the emotion of love. We want to put our focus on things with the emotion of love, right? To love whatever it is you're putting or giving your attention. That's the goal, right? To love and be grateful for whatever energy you're aware of in that moment, right? But either way, love it or hate it, you are giving it your awareness, you're giving it your attention, you are energetically loving it and attracting it to you. So I need to clarify this. 
right? I feel like I need to clarify this point at this time because I think a lot of you guys think that mental attention becomes physical form, right? And it can, and it does. And this happens through a process that I teach in the academy, right? This is manifestation that I've been explaining in different ways for years on this podcast. But when I'm talking about awareness in this case and attracting it to you, I'm talking about the specific energy that you are giving focus to. So for example, if you ruminate on a specific thought, you are putting your awareness on mental energy. If you are loving a story in your mind and you are going to attract that story more and more in your mind, it will come up again and again, maybe even start to pop into your head for no reason. Eventually, the specific thought may soften as it settles into your unconscious and become a filter through which you now see the world. You've now attracted a belief through your love, through your awareness and attention. Of course, all beliefs are by definition limiting. So even though you love an idea, a thought, and turn it into a belief, that doesn't necessarily mean it's serving you because it can be limiting you. It can be holding you back. So again, I'm not talking about love as an emotion. Here's another example. This is an emotional example. I'm not talking about love and freedom as we experience in vibration. I'm talking about energies. This is a balance of polarities. So if I'm feeling angry and I'm focusing on that anger, then I'm giving the anger my attention, right? That's the energy. Before I was giving the mental energy my attention, right? A story in my mind that I attracted that becomes a belief. If I'm focusing on now a vibration, on a feeling, then I'm giving that feeling. So if I'm feeling angry and I'm focusing on that anger, I'm giving that anger my attention. I'm loving that anger. I am the witness and I choose to put my awareness on the experience of anger. I am therefore loving the anger. Do you understand, brothers? Like, I'm not angry. I'm aware. I'm focusing on the anger. I'm focusing on it. I'm giving it my attention, my awareness. That is me. That is what I am. I am pure awareness, the alpha, the soul, and is choosing to put awareness on the anger either through resistance, avoidance, or reaction, right? So what happens in the law of attraction? I attract more anger in my life because I'm focusing on the anger. I attract more of the vibrational energy of anger. I'm loving that anger. I'm loving that experience. I'm loving that energy. So I basically told the universe that this is what I want more of. I'm choosing to place my awareness on being angry. So give me more anger. Attract more anger to me. I love being angry. Do you see it? Do you understand? Freedom is the opposite. Freedom is the polarity. When you take your awareness off of something, you are setting it free. And that's a lot of the spiritual path is becoming aware of energy that you're hanging on to and then setting it free so it no longer triggers. You're no longer agitated by circumstance. When you don't focus on an energy, you're setting that energy free. It becomes free from your awareness, free from your attention. This is true of energy, thought energy, emotional energy, and physical energy, all energy, including people, right? Including yourself, <laughs> right? Which may require a bit more explanation for you highly intelligent men who are saying, when I focus on myself, I'm definitely not loving myself, right? Some of you guys are self-deprecating, and that goes back to what I said earlier of you can be putting the awareness on yourself, you can be loving yourself while still attracting the thought that is the energy, right? Because it's not about the self, it's about the energy that you're putting your attention on. A part of the spiritual path is this non-attachment, brothers. This is keeping your awareness on the energy in the moment as it passes rather than trying to hang on to what isn't, right? Which is what's already passed, the past and the future. The future is also not because the future hasn't happened. It's what has not yet come to pass. So I want to address that when you're focusing on yourself, your true self, you're always loving emotionally as well as energetically. When I say loving, I mean you're loving, you're attracting, you're focused, you have 
consciousness. You have awareness. This is because that you are focusing on yourself and not feeling love towards yourself. You're actually not focusing on yourself at all. <laughs> You're focusing on the mental, emotional, or physical energy. It is the energy that is getting your attention and awareness, which is why those self-deprecating thoughts, indulgent emotions, and self-sabotaging behavior continue to show up in your life. Because you're loving the energy and attracting the energy with your awareness. You're not actually loving yourself, your soul. You're not connected to the self, the soul. You're only connecting to the energy. It isn't you. When you're loving the self, the capital S self, right? The soul, the alpha, then you are focused on the real you. And there is no lack there. There is no suffering there. There is no less than completion. There's no less than the totality in the true self. So you find your true self with your awareness, you seek it out with your attention of love, and you find that the awareness that you are using to seek the self is the self itself. That is who you are, the awareness itself. And in that moment of enlightenment, you're free. If you can find that place, if you can find that gap where you realize that you are awareness yourself, itself, you become free, energetically free. Because once you've become aware that you are awareness itself, and that experience releases you from any need to engage with energy that is a not-self story, and you are free to give your awareness to the rest of creation. That's what happens, brother. You just become free. Your awareness goes to the outward. It becomes put on the other. You become selfless as there's no need to be aware of awareness itself. <laughs> there's no need for awareness to love itself because it is love itself. And it is designed to be aware of and give attention to the other. That's what love is. That's what love does. And this, of course, in the A-line of the model of alignment, becomes service. That's the behavior of all spiritual masters. If we look at any spiritual master, we see them acting in a behavior of service because that's what remains when all the energies move through, when the, the attention is no longer needed to go inward to release, to let go, to surrender and be free. Brothers, I'm going to continue this episode next week and I'm going to give you a couple examples of where this has shown up in my life, but also where it can show up in other coaching programs in a way that is explained differently, but actually is exactly the same thing. Because once again, I'm running short on time and I have a lot of these podcast episodes. Brothers, I love you guys so, so much. Thank you for your attention. I am so honored that for at least 30 minutes a week, you guys love this podcast. You love the energy, the mental energy that's coming out of this podcast, the vibrational energy that's coming out of this podcast. You give your awareness to this podcast. You give your attention to this podcast. You focus your alpha state on this podcast. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for that. And until next week where we pick up with more love and freedom, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.